Welcome back to the podcast, episode number 37. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Chef Notepad. This is a food costing system. It stores your recipes. It helps you focus on what you should be doing. That's in the kitchen, cooking. Uh, Say goodbye to all those pain-in-the-bum spreadsheets. It really is a big help, so check that out, Chef Notepad. Today's podcast is Mr. Brendan Barker. Not a lot of people know Brendan because he is a genius at flying under the radar. He has two very busy, successful businesses in Brisbane, namely Madame Wu and True the Fab. He has a great story. He's a funny guy. He's done a lot of travel. So sit back and relax and enjoy. Brendan Barker, Madam Wu, Chew the Fat. Yes. Friend of Graham's. Yes. Long time supporter no. of Suncoast Fresh. For sure, for sure. You guys are awesome. <laughs> Welcome to uh, the podcast. Thank you for being a part of this. It's, um, it's a pleasure. Know, we're, we're, we're doing this to try and, um, you know, people people want to know what other people are doing yep. and what produce they might be using and how they get inspired and and uh, how hard they work and mm-hmm. um, to get it all. So, so you have these two amazing restaurants that just um, have always been um, just ticking along very busily. Yeah, uh, yeah. Through ups and downs, you've, you've never sort of missed a beat, really. No, we started, both restaurants started fairly soft and then we've just worked hard to get them busy. And I think that's sort of easier than do, uh, to do rather than starting busy, getting in the shit a little bit and then sort of the it all wears off. You just sort of, I find it's... It's better. For, it's not better for us. It's always good to be busy, but it's given us time to find our feet a little bit. Yeah. And we've managed to yeah, grow the businesses quite nicely, actually. Yeah. These chairs are very squeaky, aren't they? They are squeaky, That's yeah. squeaky for everyone, <laughs> everyone wondering what that is. <laughs> Brendan, Brendan's nervous. His feet are, his feet are uh, moving very fast. I'm not good in... But um, yeah, so so you're um, you you're running these two places, and how long's it been? Has it been six years or so? Six and a half years for mm. Wu, and I think coming up to three and a half years for Chew. How did that mm. like go when you were already flat strap here? Like, how did you go? Oh, I'm just going to open another one uh, in the West End. Well, I'm lucky. I've got some amazing business partners around yeah. me, and they came up to me, and we we started like I said, really really soft. No one knew we were here because we we're upstairs, and um, we started finding. Uh, finding our straps and we started getting really busy and they approached me and they said, listen, we love what you're doing, we love how the restaurant's going, um, we want to add another one to the portfolio, so do you want to open another one? And I would straight up said yes, you know, we're busy, but I don't know, I felt like we still had more to give, so. Yeah, yeah. any more in the way? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, wow. it's sort of on the back burner at the moment because yeah. of COVID and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't really talk too much about it because we haven't done Press releases and all of that, but we're meant to be open. This is nice. it, man. This is the press release. No, <laughs> <laughs> the um, PR guys will kill me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're a, you're a humble, you know, white guy just kicking goals with yeah. this amazing Asian food. Yeah. So how does how did you get ex- how where did all this inspiration uh, come from? I grew up in Cairns. I think I grew up. I was a teenager in Cairns. My family's from up there, and I don't think I realised how lucky I was to have so much amazing produce around me. There's so many um, Chinese and Thai little um, farmers up there that just do this market produce and Rusty's markets. Yeah, yeah, been no, yeah. One of the best markets in Australia. I got to, for fruit and veg. I've yeah. got to be honest. You see stuff up there I've just never seen anywhere, even in Asia. You know, um, and so I grew up with all of that stuff, and I thought it was normal. Mm. Um, and then I sort of went, uh, that was when I was younger and then, you know, I didn't even give it two, two thoughts and then went down and sort of worked my way sort of down the southeast coast and 
ended up working for T. Gazard and he's very, you know, Southeast Asian um, with a lot of his flavours and it just sort of, I realised how much I really enjoyed it and I sort of understood it, just not heaps, but enough to sort of really want to start pushing about, uh, pushing it a little bit. Um, and I, I used, when we first, uh, first opened the first restaurant on the Sunshine Coast, Embassy XO, the menu was straight Ezard, and it was because it was my first head chef role and I didn't really know much else and I didn't know suppliers or anything or what the market was like. Or, and it was quite daunting. And then, you know, a few months in of, after doing that, I felt sort of like I was cheating myself and the customer and ripping tea off a lot as well because it was <laughs> his food, but it was what I knew. Yeah. That's what I could teach other people. Um, I was lucky enough from there to go over and do a few trips to China and, um, and saw the way that they eat over there and what they eat as well. Um, and I grew up with the local Chinese corner stores, you know, mm. um, sweet and sour pork and lemon chicken and, and things like this. They don't eat like that over there. You know, yeah. I mean, I guess that is sort of Canton. I'm glad you said that. I was but, wondering where we're going with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, sorry, I was through yeah. southern China and yeah. it was so fresh and so clean and they really just went and picked something from the garden and cooked it. Mm. Now, one of the dishes that I had that it just blew my mind was I was in this cooking school and um, we went and picked beans in the garden. Um, they had pork mince, so we went to the markets a couple of hours before and they literally killed the pigs that morning, chopped it up and did stir-fried pork with, with beans. And it was just blew my mind to the freshness and the flavours just for something so simple, but it was all about the freshness and keeping it clean. Is it a part of the atmosphere as well, have anything to do with that, do you think? A lot. Yeah. Provenance, yeah. It's just, you know, being there and being part of it. Is that a part of why, you know, you've set these restaurants up so amazingly as well? Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> that, was, that, was a, that is the correct answer. That's a bit of a loaded question. Because if you went, oh, yeah, we really put a lot of thought into it, I just know you're bullet. You know, you're yeah. bullshit, okay? Someone else come in the and restaurants, did a fantastic you know, job. I'd love to say the restaurants are all about the food. They're not. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm fortunate enough to be a business, uh, business owner of both the restaurants. Um, and, you know, the other business partners are amazing. And the other chefs around me as well, you know, they, everyone's brings in something to the businesses. We're too big and too busy just for it to be a one man show and just to be for them to be all about me. It's not it's not about that. It's it's about the service oh, you're drinks. a drinks. Yeah. Yeah. Jump back back into Asia, you're at these markets, yeah. like killing pigs, you're picking yeah. beans. Well tell me other experiences like that because I think that a lot of people, you know, particularly now when we can't do it, probably want it more than ever. I know me and you were gonna yeah. plan to do oh, a trip. Man. And the how cheap were the flights? I know. Everything was I know amazing. What's oh, it was coming together. We should have done it when we we're talking about. Yeah, it. I'm yeah, really yeah. gutted. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, now <laughs> that we know that life can be cut off so quickly, yeah. You know, I think the the next opportunity because uh, that was cheap too. It was. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And yeah. and we I mean, we had to share that bed, but it was you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we, so, you know, we were going to whip through yep. Asian markets and yep. really experience yep. as much street food as we could. Yeah. So is that what you'd previously done? As yeah. Well? So I guess I've sort of done them through Central China, um, Hong Kong, uh, Taiwan, Korea. Um, they're all they're all similar in the way they work. You know, the wet markets and the fruit and veg markets as well. But they've sort of all got different produce, and it's the way that they use it a little bit as well. Um, Korea was sort of eye-opening, you know, they went to the fish markets there, it was great, you go in and it's, I think it's similar to the Japanese one, uh, I've not been the one in Tokyo, I've not been there myself, but, you know, we got taken through and picked out everything, picked out everything that we liked and then it was, you know, six or seven o'clock in the morning, went upstairs, they cooked it for us, it was amazing. Mm. Um, I think I had, um, it was called sea peanuts. <laughs> CP. It looks like a big donger, you know, <laughs> and you eat it raw. And the, our guide was like, you have to eat this, you have to eat this. I'm like, no. <laughs> so you have it after you get married. It's, it's for the men, you know. Is that anyway. why it's called chew the fat? No. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because there was a, someone, I said to Brendan, what should I ask him? He said, ask this Madam Virtue of the Fat. I said, what? Uh, yeah, so. Oh, you're killing me. Yeah, um, yeah. No, no, we had that name first. Um, it was, <laughs> killing me, killing me. Uh, no, but it was just, it was it was interesting. It tastes like sea, of chewy seawater, you know. It was it was an experience. And you can't, how do you say so that? So what, what, taste, what tasted like chewy seawater? Uh, What's it called? Uh, sea penis. Sea okay, penis. I don't know the Korean name for it, but it just, yeah. It was it was interesting, but just had fresh sculpts. You know, they shucked them there in front of us and still pulsating your finger, and you know, soul that was just cut up in front of us, and it's amazing. And I was really hoping to get some. Um, and Korea was funny because I thought I'd get some really nice seafood dishes, but a lot of Korean seafood is just done simply. Mm. It's they don't muck around with it much at all. That's you know, good. they steam it and serve it fresh and whole, and, and it's about killing it, um, killing it and eating it. Not holding it like uh, the way that we kill fish and we get fish in and fill it. It's all whole fish and they might have been dead for a couple of days or even, you know, up to a week sometimes. Over there, they kill it and you eat it. It won't sit there for more than an hour. You know? They're really it's, actually sustainable practices, aren't they? Hugely. You know, hugely. like I think that, you know, we've changed the rules a lot and then oh, I probably wonder why we can't get the same result. It's, well, after seeing COVID, you sort of, it sort of makes sense. Uh, <laughs> Does, but do, do you think that menus have changed or, or, or will we forget about this? Because I think there is a little bit more of a, um, hey, I appreciate the getting the fresh fish and when I run out, I run out. Is there more I think everyone that? will forget about it in a couple of years. Or give people me three do. wines people and I don't this. care anymore. Um, i give it a couple of years. It'll be interesting that, was, you know, the world's changed Uh I don't know, moving forward, I don't know how we're going to end up, to be mm. honest. Um, yeah, it's a whole new world. Mm. I think the next couple of years will be interesting and I think everyone will be thinking along those lines, but yeah. I don't think it'll be long-term, unfortunately. Unfortunately, I don't know, but um, I think people have short memories. So you, you're up here on the second level, is it, or third level? Uh, yeah, we're on the river. We're it's above second um, or third. We're third from the river. We're above River Bar, Kingsley, yeah. and you're on top of that. Yeah. So a lot of people would have went, man, that's a hard spot. It was hugely hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember coming for the interview and I met one of my business partners, Lisa Atkins, and I came up here and it was a cement shell. You know, there was nothing in here. And I, I said, you know, what are you doing? What's your background? And their backgrounds are pubs and everything. The beach houses are hugely successful. Mm. And I said, what are you doing? You're crazy. Look, it's upstairs and, you know, what would you want to do this? And they sort of gave me all the right answers and she laid the plans out in front of me and I was just completely taken back. Mm. Um, yeah. And I knew the job was mine. <laughs> you know, I was hoping. I'm but, glad you know, that I just you, had it. It felt, it felt yeah, correct and yeah. right, you know? Yeah. Yeah, well, second-level <laughs> restaurants are not uncommon everywhere else in the world. You know, no. But once no. you get a name, people go and they almost like For sure. going somewhere that's a little bit yeah. obscure and yeah. private, yeah. And, but yeah. with a view as well. So Yeah. So I'm really lucky. It's a beautiful, beautiful yeah. venue, beautiful spot. So you grew up in Cairns. What was your first yeah. job? Working at the Big Tomato Fruit Barn. Yeah, right. Yeah. You're a fruit boy. It's that's fruit right. And veg, yeah, yeah. Man, that's where it's at. Yeah. <laughs> Sorting potatoes and stacking onions and cutting and cutting and wrapping watermelons. And <laughs> did, you do, did you do a little stint at the Hilton or something? I did. So, actually, my first job would have been work up for my dad. He was a landscaper. He used to have a landscaping business in Cairns. I used to cart around pavers and do all the shitty jobs as, yeah. a, as a 14, 15 year old. And then um, I basically got asked to leave school, and I was luckily, lucky enough to do a course called uh, CTC. That is and every chef I've ever spoken to. Oh, about. man. It was like, I wasn't horrible, bad at school. I just hated it. I hated, hated being there. Yeah. Sitting down in class, I just hated it so much. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, and then uh, part of CTC was you had to do a month's worth of work experience a year. And then the first time I said, oh, you know, I'll go and work it for Dad and, you know, he can pay me then and I'll get some, you know, why not? I'm probably going to go and work for him anyhow. And then Colleen, she was sort of, uh, I think she was in her 60s when she was doing it, an, an old bush lady. She said, no, 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 listen, I'm going to put you in the Hilton and you can go and work in the kitchen. Then I'm like, whatever, you know, went in there. And I remember the first steps through the kitchen. I still remember this day, the smells, the chefs swearing and carrying yeah. on as we do. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is what I want to do. And I knew from that instant. Yeah. And then apparently when I was younger, my mum was tell, tells me that when I was a real young kid, I used to sit there and always talk about being a cook. I don't remember that, yeah. but apparently that's, yeah. Wow. Um, my first job was at the Lismore RSL Club, into the kitchen yeah. there. Yeah. Big, big kitchen. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but you sort of know, don't you? Like if you've sort oh, of, yeah, I actually, when you get the feel for it, you just get the like, feel for it. I was always going to be a, I was always going to be a chef. Mm. But, and when I became a chef, I knew that I'd eventually get out and do what I'm doing now. So yeah, yeah. I guess it's about it's accidentally a- having a plan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell us about some of the exciting ingredients you've been, um, you've got a visitor. He's waving. Get her, mate. See ya. <laughs> it's my plumber. My plumber. Our plumber. The plumber. Yeah. <laughs> Does he want to come in? No. <laughs> Tell me about some of the other exciting ingredients you've got to work with over the years. Uh, I mean, something in central China. We were working uh, with pumpkin vine. Oh, yeah, really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so just the, the tips of the pumpkin, uh, mm. pumpkin wine, surf ride. We were on the phone the other day, weren't we, Scott? <laughs> we were. Oh, <laughs> yeah, nice. yeah. yeah, loads of pumpkin central and uh, Kang Kong and yeah. all, all the good yeah. stuff. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, you sort of, uh, I don't know, what are some things? Uh, see, to me, some of the stuff we use is just like, man, it's just, yeah. to me, it's boring, but. Yeah. Some, some it's strange to You know what else. I use? What's, yeah. what's exciting? Yeah. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, you use, <laughs> you use all the Asian stuff. But, you know, from what I understand, you, you, you keep it pretty simple, you keep it pretty knocked out and just yeah. add like the, the cooking is overseas. So, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, let's talk we about it. a hell of a lot of kimchi. I yeah, mean, yeah. we do sort of uh, yeah, about five different, bomb. six different types, types of kimchi. We do like 30 or 40 wombox worth a week. Is that, is that, is that, yeah. is that so, scarily, yeah. you know, is that scary to make? How long does it take? It's actually... The first few times it, you feel it doesn't feel right because of the way that it's made, um, but as soon as you get used to it, it's just it's really easy and it's actually fun to make. You know, the boys love getting in. You know, when you've got your arms like you're up to your shoulder mixing mixing the red paste through and everything. It's Didn't you used to do kimchi angels like in it, get in it and do? No. <laughs> <laughs> Was that just a rumor? So that's where some of the fermentation starts, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the sweat of the chef. Or <laughs> Because I've always been a bit unsure about those <laughs> things, but more recently started doing a lot more as you understand all the digestive benefits. And I think it's yeah. a part of it. Yeah. And if you'd come here and you just had the pork belly, mm. you sort of got to balance it off with a, with a few of the other dishes. Yeah, for and sure. And that's what your set for menus sure. are good for because you've you know, balanced those yes. out. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that you actually get the whole digestion thing. Because, you know, I go to restaurants sometimes and just order the wrong stuff and walk out and nearly yeah. I've done it before where you don't realise that you've just ordered everything deep fried because it might not say it on the menu and you walk out like, that was terrible, but it's literally you just haven't ordered correctly. And you can do that here for sure, you know, this, yeah. What are the challenges of the industry? Staffing. Yeah. Staffing. Um, Trying to get get good staff through who who are passionate. And it's, you know, I'm lucky. I've got some amazing chefs working for me and apprentices. And long-term well. chefs too. And long-term, yeah, yeah. I've got a lot of long-term chefs. Um, you know, That's which, a testament to you, actually. Yeah, you know, I'm just lucky, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Um, they like it here, we like them. Mm. Try and look after them as much as possible. Not always possible, but, yeah. you know, as much as we can. Um, 
you know, we get their small kitchens. Um, well, here, small cheese, you know, huge. <laughs> yeah. um, but, the, you know, we don't um, – shit chefs don't last here very long because they just – they can't handle the pace and, yeah. and the size of the kitchen and what we have to do every day. Um, it's really hard to find – Good stuff. I mean, they're there, and we usually end up getting them, and they usually last, last uh, stick around for a long, long time. Yeah. But to get the young guys coming through, I don't know. It's been like that for a long, long time. I guess they don't see chefing as. It's almost when when I was I started out, I and mean, you would have as well. Mm. It's sort of like you know, what do you want to be? Oh, I don't know. We'll go be a chef. Yeah. You're a fuck up, or you're a drop kick. Go yeah, be a yeah, chef. Yeah. And so we did, and then you know, I mean, some of my mates are doing some amazing things, and there's. You know, the guys who stick around, there's some really good chefs in Brisbane and, you know, down in Melbourne and that. It's a broad word, really, isn't it? Because there's chefs and then there's sort of chefs. Like, word no, chef true, correct. means yeah. sort of chief. That, yeah. Is that what tre- uh, chef means? Yeah. And, and um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of different, you know, nothing worse than, you know, you're on a train with a guy in his chef pants. Like, man, you know. Yeah, correct. Uh, yeah, there's so no there's problem. Of, Where's the problem? Yeah, 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 yeah. You've got to have um, things. So it is hard to capture that. Mm. Um but yeah, like your company in general has always been just a, a, a mix of really good people to deal with. Yeah, so yeah. you must I mean, be doing something right. We call it the United Nations as well. We've got, you know, Americans, Nepalese, uh, Thais, Hong, uh, guys from Hong Kong, guys from China. I know that, it's the same be, place now, be, but... Yeah, the, <laughs> Southern it, it China, isn't no, it, it's not it? Hong Kong, it's Southern China <laughs> yeah, now, apparently. from China, from <laughs> China, from China, there's another guy from <laughs> South China. Korea, um, Japan, yeah. you know, um, yeah, from everywhere, yeah. Kiwis. Canadians, English, everywhere. Tell me about German, Swiss. Yeah. Tell me about the duck bun. Duck bun. What do you want to know? How many did you make for the celebration of the seventy-fifth year of the Story Bridge? Oh crap! I don't know about five, six thousand or something. Don't talk to me about that. That that (laughs) thing was horrible. They let ten thousand people on from each side, and they got to the centre, and it was like I saw people losing their shit. (laughs) Like they just they they all came to the centre and went, we can't walk. 10,000 people, you know, how, how far across the Story Bridge? 30 metres? Yeah. That was like... Oh, across Across, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, they just hit in the centre and just everyone looked at each other and went, oh, fuck, what's up? What's going to happen here? And it just yeah. went. And they got through. But, man, what a shit fight. I don't know. It was cool. What else, did, what what else did you... Did you just do lots of duck buns? What other food we did, did you have uh, we, No, we just... What did we do? It was so long ago. I honestly can't remember. It was duck buns and something. I honestly can't tell you. It was too long ago. But, yeah, it's a good celebration, but a bit messy. From the organisers' part, not from the market. The guys that did the markets, from the guys that actually let the people on the bridge. Yeah, maybe should have thought about it a little bit more. <laughs> what about um, mm. what can what's what's Madame Wu and what can you do about you know environmental stuff? Is there anything that there's one thing that you go, you know what, this is my thing. I know we pick up boxes from you and you ask for the yeah, stuff it's in just... the recycled plastic bags that we do for you and whatever. But is there anything that's that's a standout that you may have changed in the last couple of years? It might be as simple as a takeaway containers you know you yeah don't use them, yeah for you sure use. yeah i mean we use stronger takeaway containers now back yeah. in the day you know maybe five six years ago the takeaway containers you'd sort of use them once or twice throw them in the bin yeah now we try to use sort of the decor stuff that we can use over and over and over again um we try to recycle as much as possible not always possible you know mm. in the building and we've, we've got some um, some restraints as far as what we can and can't do mm. <coughs> what the landlords will let us <coughs> do with our their rubbish Using boxes, boxes again. Love doing that. We get our plates all delivered in those beautiful yellow crates. So, yeah. you know, you yeah, guys yeah. use oh, them. Oh, we do too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, just for the yeah, you know, I want to say that you were one of the first people that said, look, let's do this. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and then we were also picking up the, the wax boxes, which are more 
troublesome too. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And we just we also anything is if there ever is a broccoli box, we'll pick that up and take it back and actually it's yeah. melted down and made into frames. It's another. Story I didn't we're, know that. We're That's do. awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you know, obviously clean, so we don't you know kill them, but um, mm. we just take them back and I think we send away quite a few now. In the states, I don't do that, but um, mm. I don't have styrofoam, and we'll get there. Yeah. But in the yeah. meantime, we're going to have to. That's our contribution back. I don't think anyone else does that actually. Really? Yeah. It's good to know. Really mm. good to know. Mm. I mean, we've all got to think about this moving forward. Yeah. How does your menu evolve, and what do you what do you uh, how do you do that? Um. Well, I don't know. Just start getting ideas one day and start throwing it to the boys <laughs> and see. So just just get sort of a general feel of what people think. I mean, yeah. it, we have you know have a hundred really stupid ideas and yeah. have one which is really good. And it's about, you know, the boys look at me sometimes and just shake their head and I'm like, just try it. <laughs> I'll be like, you guys right? And then sometimes we'll try it and they'll go, oh, wow, that's really cool. And so it gives us something to play with. Sometimes that one idea, you know, you, you'll come up with a dish and there might just be one part of it that you might sit on for like a year or two years because you can't find anything that'll go with it and then it sort of evolves into something. So I know that you work very hard on that and um, I know that sometimes I'm driving to work mm. and you're still here and you're ringing me when you're doing some menus and, and I'm going, you're texting me asking questions, probably assuming I'll get to play. It's like 1.30 or 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm driving uh, to work and you were, you were still here testing menus. Yeah, and, sometimes, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah sometimes, you know, I've I'm, I'm never been a big sleeper, so sometimes stuff comes to me at stupid o'clock in the morning and it just, you know, if you've got time to work on it, you work on it while, while the idea is fresh and you can work out the bugs. And like I said, sometimes it leads into something else, but, yeah. Uh, how do you look after yourself to make sure that you can be a, a good oh, good I haven't for a long time, I won't lie. Yeah. <laughs> I used to be skinny, never be able to put on weight as we all were when we were yeah. younger. Yes. All of a sudden you sort of turn, yeah, are we middle-aged? I think I'm middle-aged now. <laughs> I'm definitely middle-aged, I'm a bit older than you. Yeah. Um, and it stops, everything becomes a little bit harder. So nowadays I've started trying to go to the gym, you know, three or four times a week, mm. try to walk. I mean, I'm walking between the restaurants, it's, you know, two or three k's. Each way, so. wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, nice it's, walk, by yeah. The way. yeah. Drink loads of water. Yeah. Try not to drink too much nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what's, um, <clears throat> what is, uh, what is, where's a place that you recommend in Brisbane that's just like the good, the good place to go now? I know me and you duck out for a few ramens every no, day. No. Yeah, we do. We go to, yeah. Yeah, we've been trying to go oh, and we go for duck, yeah, but. We've never got to that duck. <laughs> yum, yum, duck in, in Stones Corner is awesome. So it's a, most basic looking restaurant, but their duck is incredible. The chef used to, he trained at Yonki in Hong Kong. And if anyone's been to Hong Kong and if anyone's been to Yonki, they do about 300 goose a day, I think it is. And their barbecue pork is amazing barbecue that they do there. And yeah, so he's there and it's, they come out and carve it in front of you and everything. And it's like 60 bucks for two or three courses of duck there. And it's, it's just incredible. It's the best peaking duck in Brisbane, I think. Yeah, right. Um, they do it really, really well. Um, haven't eaten that same same yet, but I yeah yeah you know. yeah, great mates Ben yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'm speaking he was on the Can't list to come with us on that trip remember oh that's right yeah 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 yeah, yeah for sure um, you know I know Ben's a, an amazing chef I know restaurant down Arnold I really want to eat at it's just I don't get out hardly very much at all anymore I've got a two year old at home so you know yep. trying to leave him Is alone two years yeah yeah oh yeah, actually he's turning three in December oh, my I know it's yeah. flies it really does. So I honestly haven't been out to eat or been able to get out to eat in ages. Mm. I went to, we were just down in Burley Heads, went to Burley Pavilion. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was 
dubious walking in, I won't lie. Man, it was incredible. Yeah, it was so good. It was just so laid back and we just had had fun there, you know. It was a good fun restaurant. It sort of reminds me of what we try to achieve here, you know. It wasn't too expensive. Wine list was, was, you know, it was good. Everyone's on the COVID wine list at the moment, so a few bit of stuff they didn't have and whatever and shrunken list. But, man, it was cool. The bar's good good down there. yeah, Gerard's, we couldn't get Adam's done some yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. done some cool stuff as yeah. well. They're all the sort Who of has ben, Willi- uh, ben, uh, ben Williams' new restaurant? Uh, yeah. uh, Agnes. Agnes, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to eat there, but it's just yeah. no one can get in, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good way to be. Ring cool. band, he'll get you in. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll wait till next year. That's unofficial, by the way. Yeah. Now, it is difficult. My wife couldn't get into a like, and that was two months ago, so. Yeah, well, it might be mid next year then. Um, what, what's news? What else is coming up? What else can we talk about with you, sir? You've got two fantastic restaurants yeah. and amazing stuff. Yeah. You Thank fly you. under Thank the radar know. just so much. Like, yeah. you know, I like to, and I like to, man. I think yeah. if you stick your head up too much, you're just waiting for it to get kicked off. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah no, you're, you're very just work just, hard and get get the, get it done, man. That's yeah. all it's about, you know. Yeah, just yeah. get it done. Yeah. And anyone you want to thank that's uh, just been massively for you? Man, Q, uh, Q Lee, my head chef, Aaron Parry, head chefs, man, they're awesome. My sous chefs, all my chefs, you know. They're, yeah, yeah. And, and the, uh, the Royal Group themselves. Yeah. They're fantastic. They've just looked after me so well. Good. Yeah, man. they've had my back pretty much through everything. What beer do you drink? Yeah. Oh, anything. No. Any, any, <laughs> all right. Sorry if any, sorry if everyone hates me. Anything that's not craft beer. Okay, <laughs> no, that's cool. Beer's that's beer, good. my favourite beer in the world. Pints of pints of Melbourne Draft, <laughs> sitting in St Kilda outside in summer outside yeah. the SB. Man, that's just the best thing ever. So okay. Melbourne Draft, Carlton Draft. Sorry, Melbourne Bitter, Carlton Draft. Yeah, probably my favourite beers. What's your favourite? Well, we're going to keep this nice and short. Let you fly under the radar. Mate. Yeah, yeah. Because, cool. um, you've got two successful businesses. You are, like I said, you are very uh, humble about all your your achievements. Like, you know, my family were here this week and they had an amazing dinner and you oh, looked after you. them. And, and I don't know anyone who doesn't come here and just have a fantastic experience. Thank so you. Just, yeah. you just knock it out of the park every time. So, yeah. Like I said, it's not the food, it's the... It's the whole restaurant. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're a good team. So, yeah. well, thank you for being a part of the thanks, Ryan, the, the broadcast, and um, yeah, you're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Get your hand off it. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. Get my hand off it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're gonna go and eat one of them big penises or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. Too easy. That was easy. <laughs>